Episode number 24, How We Bond. Hello and welcome to the Fighting for Connection podcast. I'm Brett Nicola, a husband, father, and fun lover. Listen in as I share stories, tips, and inspiration that will move you toward the connection that you want in your relationship. Hey everybody, welcome back to the Fighting for Connection podcast. Today we're going to be talking about one of the subjects that I love to talk about and it's how we bond. One of the first classes that I really remember like feeling uh, like something became alive within me was my uh, a class that I took in my graduate program on attachment. I remember that class and how it just made so much sense to me and it kind of spoke to this uh, emotional side within me and uh, it just kind of made so much sense that we all as humans are looking for secure bonds and we're looking to uh, feel connected and to feel like we are accepted by other people and that we're safe uh, in these relationships that we have around us. So now in my work, I have a unique opportunity to observe and really look to understand the bond that is within so many different relationships. And it is an interesting job and a job that I enjoy so much. From a young age, I remember especially being aware of relationships uh, and the relationships that were around me. Uh, I remember really being uh, aware of my mom's emotions. And even if I I could tell that she was the slightest bit disappointed or frustrated, or even if she wasn't really happy with one of my siblings and how they were showing up, I remember wanting to move close to her, to give her a hug and uh, to let her know I was sorry, even if I wasn't involved uh, in anything that was going on. And, um, and and to just know that, um, that those emotions weren't at me and and even when I knew that they weren't, I wanted to know that there was some uh, acceptance of me in that or or to help make those emotions better. Or I, I don't even know if I can completely explain it, but uh, I knew that I could feel those feelings. And um, and I don't know if everyone is like this or not. It's, it's just the way I've always been. Because uh, then I also remember at, at a very young age, maybe second or third grade, um, I remember uh, being at a talent show at my school and uh, someone went up on the stage and I could tell that they were nervous. I could tell that they were embarrassed. And I remember even like blushing for them or with them. And um, and it's, it's just kind of been like that throughout my whole life. Um, and I found that you know, it's that same, that same skill or that same ability, uh, that I use to understand what is happening between my clients when they're working with me, when, uh, they're in the room or, uh, on a zoom call with me and, and we're working through stuff. Um, I, I, I find that it's the same ability with, within me that, that comes out that, is really helpful in understanding what's happening between them and if uh, they're they're moving apart or together, and it really helps inform the work that I do. 
So just the other day, I was I was sitting in church, and um, there's a few few benches or rows in front of me uh, that I watched this little interaction take place, and you know it's an interaction that that it really left an impact on me because of what I saw. And there was a there was a young boy. He was maybe six years old, and uh, he was sitting on the bench, and um, he 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 began to scratched the back of his mother. Um, he, he, I watched him kind of look at her and then he brought his hand up and he began to, uh, kind of bring it across his, his mother's back, uh, like he was kind of scratching it or, or, uh, massaging it in that way. And, um, you know, just kind of a light touch and the mother didn't notice, you know, she was wearing a kind of a big puffer winter jacket and, uh, and she was, busy with another child and, and, uh, just really had no idea that this, this son was, um, was, was taking the time out of his day to scratch her back. Uh, but I watched and I felt this feeling within me as I watched that little boy looking at his mother's face and he kind of had this like crooked little grin, kind of like, hey, do you see me, mom? Do you see what I'm doing? Um, look and, I remember kind of my heart going out to him, you know, as I watched him try to please his mother, to get this connection from her. Um, and and as he recognized that his mom wasn't realizing or paying attention to it or, or responding to uh, his, his back scratching, he moved his hands up to her neck. And now he had his hands kind of on her bare neck and he began to squeeze and his, his smile kind of... Uh, resume there as, or it never really went away, but, um, you know, he, he kind of reaffirmed, like, do you see me mom? And, and finally his mom kind of looked down at him. And I remember it was just like, a uh, within a second, she just kind of smiled back at him and, and took her arm and, and put it around him and pulled him in. And, um, it was just a sweet scene to witness where, the son's hand kind of dropped from her neck and he just rested his head on her shoulder. And, um, and, uh, you know, just one of those moments where I watched, uh, this boy wanting a connection from his mom and this mom responding so instinctively to that, uh, longing for connection and special, special moment. Um, and and more than anything, I think the thing that really stuck with me was that boy's look as he was scratching that mom's back. Um, I could tell that he, he was a little bit shy, or or uh, maybe a little bit felt vulnerable, or or uh, was hoping that the mom would see him, and was hoping that that mom would do exactly what she did, which was smile at him and and give him that little hug, but it seemed like it was, uh, it was a vulnerable thing for him to do. And, and it showed on his face, uh, you know, this kind of crooked little, uh, grin that I, I watched. It was, it was, a uh, I would have to say it was a vulnerable look. Um, and, and then the second part that I, I remember from that is just how instinctively that mother pulled that, that boy in. And, and it's these smallest moments that, really create the bond that's created between humans. So this was an example between a, a child and a mother, but 
the same bond and the same way that bond is created uh, happens between everybody and, and it's not really different. Um, so we all, as we're in relationship with each other, we all have these little bids for connection that we make, that we uh, will look at someone or we'll smile at someone, or we'll tell someone a story, or we'll uh, work hard to please somebody, or or whatever. We all have our own tactics. This boy, he had he he knew what his mom appreciated uh, a back scratch. Just turns out she can't really feel much through this big thick jacket and a neck massage. Right, so she he knew kind of what he could do. He had. Uh, he was learning or had already learned these little tools that allowed for him to receive this connection. And, and, um, and we take these tools and we go out into the world and we, and we continue to make these bids for connection, whether it's uh, our coworkers or, or schoolmates or boss or whatever. Um, we're, we're all using these little skills that we learn as young children to, uh, understand are we accepted are we valued are we safe are we wanted um are we cared for all these things that can be so important for us as humans and it's it's these moments where they're either going to be received by the person on the other end or they're missed or rejected by the other person or by the person on the other end that really we utilize to understand is this is this relationship safe or not. And if you go all the way back to when we were young infants, little babies, you know, we all cried uh, and our and our parents would respond to that cry in, in the way that they did. And and that's how as babies we understood if we were safe and cared for, right? I've talked about fail, failure to thrive on here before and how you know if if a baby isn't responded to and and held and, and cared for and touched at that young age, you know, they'll even, uh, fail to thrive or they'll fail to survive. And, um, and it can be even, even, uh, life ending when, when they get food and shelter and warmth, but they don't get, uh, that response, that care, that connection, uh, from another human. So it's so special to watch, uh, couples who've, who've spent years kind of fumbling through these little moments, these little bids for connection and, and to help them learn how to navigate through that process in a new way. So you can have that same interaction that that boy had where we turn to that, our our partner and and that partner responds in a, in a way that assures us that uh, we're seen, that we're valued and, and uh, we're cared for, you know, these moments, they, they don't, always cause big, uh, fights or big arguments or, or, um, high levels of conflict. They're really subtle. And, um, and when they're missed, uh, even if they don't cause like overt conflict, uh, what they do cause always is, is distance. And I want you, I guess, to just imagine like this little boy, uh, this boy who's, who's trying to get this gently loving hug from his mom. Uh, you know, that one that feels so safe and secure where he can just kind of rest his head on her shoulders. And if he were to scratch her back and then, and then 
give her that neck massage. And had she responded with like some annoyance or like, you know, she's trying to deal with this kid and, and she doesn't have time for this or, or push this boy away because she was too hot and uncomfortable or, or whatever, um, you know, nothing that has anything to do with this boy, but what would this boy experience? You know, I can only wonder, uh, what he may have felt. Uh, maybe he would have felt some shame for, for, you know, annoying his mom, uh, or embarrassment or rejection, or maybe he would have felt like he didn't matter. Um, you know, it's these feelings that can be so close to us as kids, but are also with us as adults. Um, and maybe that boy would have decided that, you know what, I'm not doing that anymore because it's too painful uh, or I don't want to get in trouble or uh, maybe he would have gotten the message that his mom doesn't want to bother him, uh, want, doesn't want him to bother her. And in an effort to please her, he would have just stayed away. You know, uh, it's, it's, it happens. I know in, in my life with my kids, in my life with my wife, um, these these moments happen. But what we want to do is we we really want to uh, make sure that we can see how these things can happen and we can we can resolve them because really these moments and these types of events uh, where these bids for connection aren't met or or there's even some hurt that comes out of them in some way. They happen every day. They happen all around us. Uh, but really, what we want to do is we learn how we want to learn how to resolve them, and and we want to learn how to resolve them because these bonds that are made in these bids for connection are are so important in the relationships that we have with each other. You know, some of the best moments in my work with couples are when we are able to create these moments of connection like I watched between this uh, this son and this mother, um, where oftentimes these these partners are are living their life in the in the best way that they know how. these these spouses are are going through life and and they are having these these moments like this boy scratching his mother's back and and their partner just isn't responding to them in a way that allows for them to feel pulled in, to feel accepted, to be loved, to feel secure. And because of the sensitivities that we all have in relationships, sometimes when our spouse makes a bid for connection, it can even bring up an emotion within us. And because of this emotion, what can happen is is rather than like this mother so instinctively putting her arm around her son and pulling him in, uh, we can we can almost push that little boy away and uh, and maybe uh, respond from a place of defensiveness or anger or or resentment, or we could completely just miss it and and just keep going on with our day and we're left with this person kind of like you know when you like try to give someone a hand uh, a high five and and they don't see it uh it's it's like that right uh you're kind of left there feeling awkward um but kind of feeling embarrassed and kind of feeling like a shame that you even made that attempt and it wasn't seen or wasn't reciprocated or responded to, right? It, it, it isn't really a big deal. We don't have a meltdown in that moment, but we, we feel something within us, right? And and it's it's that that really can begin to happen time and time and time again that can create some some distance. So I want you to kind of understand that 
you know, this is happening. This, the story that I'm sharing is between a son and a mother, but this is also happening between wives and, and husbands and husbands to wives. And, and these bids for connection are being made, you know, just like this little boy was, was wanting to be connected to his mother. Uh, there's wives who want to be connected to their husbands. There's husbands who want to be connected to their wives. And sometimes, uh, in some relationships, it creates big emotions, and other times and in other relationships, uh, it can just be like a little blip. But always, always, it, it just creates a little bit of distance when those bids for connection aren't being met or aren't being uh, noticed and received and uh, the response isn't one of acceptance, of love, of care, of gently pulling that person in. Um, so when this bid for connection is received, like I've said, uh, a bond is formed. And in my work, what we describe this is, is intimacy, right? It's, it's emotional intimacy when we have this feeling of closeness between someone and it's, it's an emotional connection. And as I think about my life and some of the conversations that I've had throughout my life, and as I've considered some of the most comfortable, some of the most secure connections that I have. It's been as a result of some of these conversations or these moments where I've turned to someone kind of like that little boy uh, in the, that example. And I've shared with someone something that I'm worried about, maybe about myself or something I've done or something I feel especially vulnerable about, like Maybe if people know about this, they won't like me or they won't accept me. And when they have, similar to that mother, kind of pulled me in, reassured me, let me know that even I am okay, um, it's it's those moments that have created such a, a close emotional connection, right? It's, it's that emotional intimacy that's formed uh, when these bids for connection are received uh, and and met and uh, and we respond. We're able to respond, or our partner is able to respond to them in a way that reassures us. And it's it's that connection that creates a sense of acceptance, like we're accepted, and a sense of safety, and uh, that we are able to trust that someone is there to respond to us when we reach out. Kind of like a little baby, as I talked about, that cries and that mother responds, right? That baby begins to trust that when it's hungry, when it's hurting, when it's, uh, when it has gas and, and has to poop, right? That that mother is going to be there to help it. And, uh, and, and the more occurrences that that baby has and the more times that mom responds in a way that helps it, that assures it, that, uh, keeps it safe, the more trusting that baby gets, uh, and, and the more, connected that baby gets to the mother. Um, it's, it's something that we call attachment within, uh, babies. And it really at the, at the core of it is how that baby understands it's, it's safe that it's being cared for. Now it gets maybe a little bit more nuanced than that as we age, but it really isn't any different. We're wanting to know that we're, uh, that there's people that we can turn to that will respond to us, that will uh, care for us, that will uh, give us that 
reassurance like that mother did. And, and our brain utilizes that to know that, well, okay, we're safe. Um, we're secure. We have people around us that, that can care for us. We're not going to be rejected. We're not going to be thrown out. And that is really regulating for our brain. Um, so we can, we'll have reduced levels of anxiety, of depression, of all kinds of mental health symptoms. And, and it's so, so important that, uh, we have that sense of safety, trust, of connection and, and community. In our marriages and, and relationships, there's, uh, I talk about this all the time, right? Conflict cycles and, and conflict cycles occur when these bid for connections, when these bids for connection are not responded to, right? That's at kind of the, the that's like the spark that creates a conflict cycle. We, someone in the relationship turns to their partner and they're like, do you see me? Do you care about me? Do you love me? Uh, do you respect me? Whatever that question is. And, and if it's not responded to, then we move into a place of resentment, anger, frustration, defensiveness, shutdown, withdraw, pursue. Um, and, and the conflict cycle begins, right? And, and then our, our partner's insecurities can flare up and, and they respond, uh, in the way that they do. And, and this, this cycle grows and develops and distance, uh, really begins to show its its place in the relationship. So when we want to know that we're loved, just like this little boy did, and, and our partner misses it, or because of their own life, uh, you know, they they respond to it in a way that feels uncaring or hurtful. Uh, it, it's it's in this place that that disconnection is is made that we begin to put our guard up uh, and we become begin to get less trusting feel less safe and and because of that just like if we felt less trusting or less safe around uh you know a stranger we we'd maybe get distance right we we do that same or or take that same precautionary measure within our relationship so we might get more uh, not necessarily physically distant but emotionally distant we might share less be more guarded with what we uh, do with that partner, how we move towards that partner, right? Just like that boy, he might be more guarded about scratching his mom's back again because uh, he's not really sure if he's going to get that response that feels good where he's pulled in or if he's going to be pushed away. So it really is like this conflict cycle that we want to learn how to notice and how to solve for. So we can create new experiences in our marriage. You know, we want more of those bids for connection to be received, to be met, to uh, be able to respond reassuring to the, reassuringly to our partner rather than uh, maybe mistakenly missing them or pushing them away. And, and we want more occurrences of those versus the ones where we're pushing them away in our marriage. Because then we're not going to feel so uh, we're not going to feel so many of these little moments of like disappointment and hurt or distance and and uh, feeling like we're being misunderstood and we're going to feel more and our partner is going to feel more like that little boy in that example where we're uh, kind of being pulled safely into the arms of the person that's so important to us and it's an amazing thing to experience and it's an amazing thing to witness you know when I get to watch couples have that experience in my office or, or on a Zoom call with me, it, it's just so amazing. It, it so often brings tears to my eyes. So often it's an experience where it feels so connecting and, and uh, amazing to them. 
I tell you, we're crying all the time when those moments are taking place because they feel so good. And I only can hope that you take the time to learn how to solve the conflict cycle in your marriage. Um, I would say that, you know, if you're in a relationship, you are in a conflict cycle, right? These cycles happen in every relationship. I've worked with hundreds, if not thousands of couples, and I've never come across a relationship that doesn't have a conflict cycle happening in it. Um, and that's not the problem. We just want to learn how to resolve it so we can uh, get to a more connected and passionate marriage because a more connected and passionate marriage is simply one resolved conflict cycle away and we can move uh, forward in, in a place of growth and then we just resolve another conflict cycle, we resolve another conflict cycle and we resolve another conflict cycle and we just continue to grow closer uh, together and to feel more intimately connected. And uh, I tell you what, it really does feel amazing. So if you want to learn how to solve the conflict cycle in your relationship and would like to know what it would look like to work with me, I would encourage you, uh, wherever you are, whoever you are, to come to my free webinar this Thursday at 11 a.m. Central Standard Time, um, and you can sign up for it by following the link in this description uh, of this podcast or by going to pivotalapproach.com backslash coaching. I'm going to be teaching uh, three secrets to a more connected and passionate uh, relationship along with sharing how you can work with me in my coaching program. So with that, let's Take this week and let's make an extra effort to look for that little boy in our lives, the little boy who's reaching out to us, who's looking for acceptance, for love, for that little kind, gentle embrace. Uh, and they're maybe looking to us for uh, in that way that that little boy did that. Do you see me? Um, do you care about me? Uh, am I accepted? And, and they're all around us. Uh, they're in my life, they're in your life, um, they're your kids, they're your husbands, they're your, they're your wives, uh, they're your friends, your co-workers, they're everywhere around us. There's a human who uh, is like that little boy and uh, they're reaching out to us, they're looking to us uh, to help them understand if they matter and I know that they do, you know that they do, uh, there's just something that we can do uh, and that is to to respond to that um, to that bid for connection that they're making in our lives. So with that, I hope you all have an awesome week and I will see you next week. Bye-bye. This has been the Fighting for Connection podcast. If you've enjoyed this podcast and want more content like this, check out my Connected Couples Campus, which can be found on my website, www.pivotalapproach.com and become the difference you need in your relationship.